Thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the Mind Wealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. In this episode, we are going to be talking about discipline. According to the American Psychology Association's Dictionary, discipline is, one, training that is designed to establish desired habits of mind and behavior, two, control of conduct, usually a child's, by means of punishment or reward, and three, a field of study. We're going to be talking mostly about number one in this episode, how to train your brain to achieve desired habits and mindful behavior to help you reach your goals through repetition. Why should you work on having self-discipline? While there are a lot of reasons to work on it, here are some of my favorites. It will help you push your work, output, and learning to a higher level. It can help you quell your anxiety. And it helps you move from goals, ideals, to goal realities. How can we build our discipline? First, we need to know our strengths and our weaknesses because self-awareness is the key to working outside of our comfort zone and growing the ability to tackle tasks we struggle with. Sometimes I struggle with doing the freaking dishes. I don't know why, but I hate it more than any other household chores that need to be accomplished. I would rather clean toilets and than do dishes. But I have learned that this is a weakness of mine and I work towards minimizing the discomfort of completing the task by running the dishwasher every night and unloading it in the mornings. You do that enough times and you hardly even have to think about it. It literally takes less than 10 minutes. Second, you need to remove your negatively influencing agents. Things that could cause you to fall back into old habits that you're trying to remove. The fewer distractions you have from the goals that you're trying to achieve, the easier it becomes. Another example for me here is baked goods. If you don't keep baked goods in the house, you can't eat them at 9pm on the couch while you're watching a show before bedtime. If I get a craving for them, I tell myself if you're still feeling the hunkering for a cupcake after your next workout class, then you can go and purchase one. Making the sweet treats not readily available to me has kept me out of the cookie jar more days than not. Step 3. You need to set clear goals with achievable steps. Setting up a path to success toward your discipline goals makes your brain understand the problem more effectively and allows for easier successes. It's a lot like visualization. If you have a roadmap already drawn, all you have to do is follow it. Like for me, with the dishes we were talking about earlier, even though it seems like such a small task now, it took a few steps to get into the habit of daily consistency. It started with first making sure that all the dishes were in the kitchen and rinsed so that when I got ready to putting them in the dishwasher, it just took a couple of minutes instead of having to go around the house and collect the dishes. They were already waiting and ready to get loaded. Next, I was making sure that I ran the dishes every night so that I kept them moving. Finally, it became making sure that I was unloading them first thing in the morning so I could put the next day's dishes into the dishwasher immediately and save myself from having to dread doing them all day. A few simple steps turned quickly into a habit Setting up a few simple steps quickly turned a habit that eased some of my dish dread. Step four is being consistent. Something cannot become habitual if you're not doing it consistently. Depending on who you listen to, forming a new habit can happen in two weeks or 21 days or 28 days. Whichever it is, the important part is that you're doing it repeatedly. Like tying your shoes or driving to work, you do it so often sometimes you forget that you even did it. This step is strongly related to the previous one in that you have a map and you must repeat the steps on the map day in and day out to push towards your goals. Repetitions build discipline and discipline helps you reach your goals on the days that you don't even think that you want them anymore. 
Step five is building on the previous steps. Once you have your long-term goal with the smaller tasks laid out, you create more habits and goals. These habits should line up with your main goal of creating more discipline by crushing tasks that you know are good for you, but maybe are not your favorite. Perhaps you want to be more disciplined in working out consistently because you want to increase your cardiovascular health, and your goal is to hit the gym five days a week. A side habit to add into this mix could be packing your workout bag the night before and putting it in your car so that you're ready to go. While packing your workout clothes doesn't exactly increase your cardiovascular help and it doesn't exactly get to you to the gym, it removes a barrier that could stop you from going by already being prepared. Step 6. Challenge yourself. You've already started attempting to build your discipline through simple tasks. Now, how far can you push it? Can you think of harder and more complicated goals to accomplish? Take the five-day workout schedule. Maybe your next step is, I want to run a marathon to prove that my cardiovascular health is in peak condition. Tackle it the same way. Break down the marathon into smaller, trainable pieces and keep working. Step 7. Have contingency plans. This doesn't mean that you're creating a lesser goal. This means that you're giving yourself alternative routes to the same destination. If you're training for that marathon and you break a toe, maybe you ride a stationary bike for a bit while it heals. This step is about saving yourself the emotional decisions when things don't go exactly as planned. The act of preemptively having thought of solutions will help keep moving you forward. P.S. Do your best not to make emotional decisions. They are extremely taxing on your mental well-being. If you're getting emotional, do your best not to do anything until you've had a minute to calm down and assess with a level head. Step 8. Find people to emulate. Once you've built your groundwork or are in the process of figuring out your goal, you may have come across some people on similar paths. If you look up to these people or they have accomplished things that you're looking to accomplish, talk to them. Find out what worked for them, what trials they faced, and what they did about it. It never hurts to do research. Some people call these mentors or coaches, but I don't know that it even has to be that specific. You're just attempting to make your climb easier by gathering information from those who have climbed before you. Now, less of a final step and more of a general note. Be kind to yourself. No one gets everything on their first try. Be patient, but be persistent. If you want to change your life, it's going to take work. And if you want to change your life in a big way, it's going to take big work. Next, let's run over a few exercises that you can use to help increase your discipline, and I will link one of the articles I referenced, as they have a lot of good information, as well as some worksheets and PDFs that you might be interested in. Repeated Discipline Practices By continuing to make good choices that push us towards our end goals, decrease the number of negative influences stopping us from reaching those goals. The average person spends a good part of their day just trying to fight impulses, and the more you can fight the urge to give in, the less likely you are to give in. It's like when you exercise to increase your fitness. The more you build your discipline, the stronger it becomes. Starting small and simple like, I'm going to make the bed every day after I wake up, before I leave my room, will help you achieve larger discipline practices. Using an if-then approach to planning. Discipline is about planning and acting. This is an exercise on the planning portion. Using an if-then thought pattern will help you connect your behaviors to action. This is much like what we talked about in step 7, about contingency plans. You line your brain 
up to pre-handle situations so that if X happens, then I do Y to keep myself on track. This also frees up mental resources that we talked about being exhausted by emotional states if you've already got a roadmap with alternate courses ready to roll. Understanding your sphere of personal control. While you're on your path to self-discipline, you will often have to sit back and think, is this something I can or cannot affect? Preemptively taking the time to sit down with yourself and take a look at the things that we can and cannot control. Reminding ourselves that natural disasters and other people's behaviors are on the list of what we cannot control. Not only will this give you peace of mind about the things you cannot affect, but it will also allow you to turn inward and find other ways you could affect the desired outcome that you perhaps didn't think of before. For me, the other night was really hectic, and I was trying to cook and clean and just doing too many things at once. The healthy food that I was making boiled over and covered the stove in a mess. Instead of getting angry, I took a moment to realize I was just doing too much. Instead of getting more done, I had created a bigger task for me to handle. Next time, I just needed to remember to slow down. Emotional overload. Anger. Anger is something that derails our discipline because it is so easy to quit when you're feeling overwhelmed. This is an exercise that you can do by yourself. Draw a picture of what your anger looks like to you. Or write a few words or, you know, scribble a color. Take the time to think about when you're recognizing it. What anger feels like. How it controls everything you do when you're wrapped up in the emotional overload. That is anger. Now. Going forward, when you start to feel anything listed or drawn or colored on that page, stop. Take a pause. Reset. Then go back to dealing with the situation you were attempting to deal with, with a level, less emotional head. Spotting your self-control. Discipline is all about self-control. Putting instant gratification aside and holding out for the long haul. Take a look at your actions throughout the day. Can you pick out times when you were and were not in control? Maybe you decide to journal these things by making two columns and writing in control and out of control at the top of the page and listing the times throughout the day which you were either. Maybe you stop in the middle of the day and just say to yourself, well shoot, that was out of control. How could I do this better next time? Or good job, that was in control. I should remember to handle things like this more often. Making the mental effort to note when things are going well or not going well is an important step to fixing future behavior. Just remember that you won't always get it right and that that's okay. And instead of beating yourself up, you could brainstorm for the next time how you could handle it better. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.